And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We are getting in the groove with Christmas. Did you like the Sonic Christmas episode? I hope you did, because it will have come out. Sure, by the time this comes out, maybe. <laughs> Look, it's a little behind right now. We'll we'll get that sorted soon. Oh, well, it's not anyway. it's, it's not Christmas yet. Well, it's gonna be Christmas soon. And we're in December, which is our Christmas Apalooza of doing Christmas episodes, uh, literally. We're just doing it for Gina. There's no other... I, I'm not going to say and anything else. And the fans. And the fans who love Christmas, no fa- mostly Gina. No fans ask for this. <laughs> they want it. They want to know what holiday specials they should be watching, what holiday specials <laughs> they should be avoiding, and what okay. holiday specials don't make us want to kill ourselves. I don't yeah. know that we have ever run across an answer to that question that they wouldn't already have known. Listen, I I had never seen before we did the Muppet, not Muppet Christmas Carol, but the Muppet Christmas special that includes Fraggles and everyone else. With I think we did it with Aaron. Yeah, not with me. I though. did not, or maybe maybe Heather Woodward. I forget who, but uh, but I didn't. I didn't really. I like had a vague memory of it, but. Now that I know it exists, I want it every year. It's very hard to find, though. Yeah, well, I blame you. But like, if someone ran across it, they would know that they would have that it's worth watching. They didn't need. Yeah, but they have to seek it out. It's very, it's very underground because of all the licensing issues that come with putting every puppet ever into the same special and then loading it up with songs. You just got you just described a cartoon all stars to the rescue, the anti drug special, Gina. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very available. Also, very available, but you shouldn't. Also, one that I crave like heroin. Oh, no. Yikes. Message lost. (laughs) I actually didn't realize there was a second because the the original Smurf Christmas special is the famous one. I remember watching it when I was little, I remember doing it on this podcast. That's the one with like two kids that get stranded on the snow on the way to their uncles and like Gargamel is after them and blah, 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 blah. That's the one everyone knows. I didn't realize there was a second one until I went to, I was perusing HBO Max, which if you haven't seen, has a delightful variety of, uh, of Yule Log specials. So they have like a Game of Thrones Yule Log. That's a dragon egg roasting in the fire. They have a Harry Potter one that's there's a little mug of tea and every once in a while the the spoon stirs the tea just by magic uh there's a Miyazaki one which is the little little fire guy just looking out at you sort of sort of confused but they're all very cool but anyway I was on their the HBO Max holiday page and they have a whole section that's like cartoon holidays and right smack there was another smurf Christmas holiday special. It's not a special though. That's the thing that really confused me with the whole thing and where I got confused earlier. It's just an episode of season three of the Smurfs. 
It is a special because it, is. it was two. It was a full episode versus a twelve-minute episode, which is what Correct. confused Jan so much. Baby's first Christmas. By the way, this this sent me down a rabbit hole. This sent me down a rabbit hole of how baby Smurfs are born. I don't know if you guys went down this rabbit hole, but like they, I very much they, did not. The intro to this is like Papa Smurf is basically holding a baby Smurf that like for for the first two seasons wasn't there and all of a sudden is there. And so I was thinking, is this Papa Smurf's kid? Like, how did they do Smurfs fuck? Like, what's going on? And yeah, I looked at looked at where does baby Smurf come from? And apparently he was delivered by a stork because I guess I guess kids can't handle the truth. And uh, so the the stork uh, the stork dropped off a new baby Smurf, and then I was thinking, is is this like? Because one of the things that I hated about this episode is that anytime baby Smurf has to be looked after, it's the only girl Smurf that's looking after that little shit. Yeah, how about that? Which, if I was the only girl in a village and someone was like, "Here's a baby," I would be like, "If you hand me that baby, it's going to be dead in an hour from exposure because I am setting it on the ground, sir." So, but they just assume. <laughs> The girl Smurf will take care of them. And then I looked up where the where Smurfette came from, forgetting that we had covered this another time, but Gargamel created her out of clay to be a temptress to the other mm-hmm. Smurfs so that they would get all horned up and not be able to defend themselves from his attacks. So she was a Helen Smart. of Troy type figure. But then, you know, she 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 turned into a real Smurf, so I guess blah 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 blah. But yeah, that's where that's where girl girl Smurfs come from. Evil villains used to uh, fuck them. Baby Smurfs come from storks. I want to burn this village down. Uh, I found out by looking up uh, how was Babby formed. Uh, I posted in U- uh, Yahoo Answers in <laughs> two thousand six. Uh, how Smurf get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Pergaganate. Pergaganate, yeah. Uh, didn't help much. Did not help much. Um, yeah. Did you so find the, out the, why fucking baby has magic of some kind? No, that was a surprise yeah. to me. And by the no. time, and it comes only at the end of this episode. And by that point, I was so disgusted with everything going on that I, I did not want to do any more Googling. <laughs> Fair. You guys, I also, when I was I'm, a kid. I've also I never like seen the Smurfs. Uh, you know what? I like the Smurfs too, and I still what? don't hate the Smurfs. Like this is this is as far as holiday specials go. There's been worse ones. There's been better ones. But I was telling Ray before this started that I was pissed because the OG Christmas special, which again I saw when I was little, so I I kind of I I kind of forgive its faults. It was all about how like, oh, love will save Christmas. And then this one is the exact same message. Get some new material, writers. <laughs> I mean, but again, Gina, this is what I told you in the moment. How many different messages do you need for Christmas specials? Isn't that sort of the one overarching message of every Christmas special? No. Is love conquers all isn't that no, the whole only deal if you're if you're not imaginative it, it is i've been watching gremlins on repeat and i think the message of that is that sometimes fucked up things happen at christmas time and you just gotta survive you have i mean to be fair gremlins is a christmas movie <laughs> gremlins absolutely is a christmas movie it is 
People don't know that. I mean, it's not. It's set over Christmas time, and there's Christmas music playing in it. And Phoebe Cates gives a whole monologue about how her dad died in the chimney on Christmas. It's it's, it's, it's not the even up for debate. Upsetting. It's that monologue about dad crawling down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus and getting burned alive because he got stuck or whatever. No, no, he was dead before ups- they lit the. He was dead before they lit the fireplace. It's one of the most upsetting things I ever saw as a kid and really hardened my inside quickly Look, uh, as a young I, you man. Gotta love, I will say that. You gotta love Steven Spielberg movies that are aimed at kids that are a horror show because that is my, my, my brother was texting me before this saying, where can I stream Rudolph? And I had to break his little heart and say oh, nowhere. Boy. And he said, I need something. He, he was watching something with my two-year-old niece and I said, oh, Muppet Christmas Carol is on. He goes, ah, it might be too scary. And I said, don't raise a fucking pussy ass bitch. Show Thank that kid you. Muppet Christmas Carol. But then I said, okay, Mickey Christmas Carol original is on there. Go for that. It's still solid. But it was making me think about like, yeah, Steven Spielberg movies, which we all watched when we were like six and seven years old have some really dark shit in it. And I like it because I feel like nowadays people would be like, oh, what about the mental harm of hearing that someone's dad died in a chimney? Well, it only created a future podcaster. So you take that note how you're going to take it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Honestly, it was very depressing. That's where I think my depression started uh, (laughs) is hearing that line in Gremlins and being like, oh, fuck, everything is terrible. Oh, no. No, it, it it's where my anti-depression came from because it delights me every time. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but you are deeply evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious story to have in a movie just out of the blue. It's out of nowhere. It really, you could make that movie without that story and have a better movie, but they, but they put they it in anyway. On, they continued it on in Gremlins 2 because I think by the time Gremlins 2 came around, they were like, this was a real weird thing to put in. And if the internet existed back then, it would be all the rage on Twitter. People would be talking about oh, it. Yeah. So in Gremlins 2, they were like, oh, we got to give Phoebe Cates another fucked up uh, monologue about some death thing. And she recites it. And Billy is just like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Like he like doesn't even register that she's told a terrible story it. because it's well established that she tells us that's a great running bit. Steven Spielberg. Now, I think you're going to go places. Let me tell you how he, he, yeah, he, he might make something of himself someday. What a director. Where's his MCU movie. I'll ask the question out <laughs> loud. Um, Cause seriously, honestly, I would, I would watch that. Um, how dumb was that dad in gremlins? Who the fuck tries to crawl down their own chimney as a surprise, not telling anybody. Like what yeah. a disaster. He deserved yeah, he to die. I'll say it. Look, I'm hardened I'm, now. I'm I bet he I'm was dark. drunk. I bet he was drunk. Oh, you know, I never considered that he was just drunk. Yeah. He was at SantaCon. <laughs> he came home. You know, that thing you do in New York City. SantaCon. And he came back home to what is it, Connecticut? Is that where this movie takes place? And he and he tried crawling down the chimney because he was wasted and, and couldn't find his key. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think it was more like he really did think he, it was going to be a sweet thing, but like he got drunk and he was like dressed up like Santa and he was like, oh, my daughter's going to she's going to love this. I look just like, oh, you know what? I could take this to the next level by crawling down the chimney. You know, when we had family gatherings when I was a kid, Santa came in through the front door and no one felt a loss at that. Yeah, but wouldn't it have been dope if one year he came down the chimney? 
No. Yeah, it would have been horrifying. You, liar. you know it would. It would have been covered in soot. It would have been very unpleasant for all of us. No, you're thinking with an adult brain. If you're a kid and a man slides down a chimney and it looks like Santa, you are going to poop your pants. Will it look like Santa or will it look like someone in blackface? Thank you. <laughs> How dirty are your chimneys? People clean their chimneys like once a year before they use them. They use- Who cleans their chimneys? What are you talking about? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. First of all, you legally have to in certain states. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Uh, second maybe of all. Maybe in nanny states like New Jersey. <laughs> no, Thank actually. You. Maybe in Newton Township actually, where they check in- your chimney for soot level. Check your actually, chimney, when I bought ma'am. When I bought my house in uh, Van Nuys, California, two minutes from Ray's house, I was told I needed to get my chimney and my, uh, my, my baker part of it. What is it called? Fireplace up to code. Are you? Wait, did you what? refer to what? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What? But, and you know why you needed to get it up to code, Gina? Because it hasn't been checked in thirty-six goddamn years. That's why. <laughs> still needs to be caught. It needs to be brought up to code. Still, still. I feel like what actually happened was some teams who was like, "Hey, you got to get your chimney checked. I'll check your <laughs> chimney for you." And what you oh, heard, boy. was, Oh, I need to go make sure that that gets uh, put up to code, and I'll get right <laughs> on it, thank you, sir. <laughs> But also, what a weird analogy, because a chimney being checked would seem to be uh, phallic. <laughs> what? Right? Am I wrong? What? No, you got to go down into the chimney. You got to you got to clean it out. Ooh. I saw that episode of The Boys. It did not end well. <laughs> Guys, we're avoiding talking about the actual special we're here to talk about. This is Smurfs Baby's First Christmas. And uh, one thing I noticed in the intro, the intro is real weird. The intro is so real weird. weird because it seems clear that in season three, they got a little bit of money underneath them. It's so But then weird. nobody knew what to do with it. So you have this meandering, like two and a half minute long intro that there was a point where I convinced myself this wasn't actually the intro anymore. Yeah. And then I, all yeah, of a sudden same. it was like Smurfs by Peo. And I was like, shit, it was still the intro the whole time. No, it was like I too knew many it was cooks. the intro, but it was such a strange, like I, I clearly I stopped watching the Smurfs at some point because I do not remember this crazy ass intro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was so weird and long and it's showing clip like disjointed clips out of disjointed clips. Yeah. Order that like don't add up to any sense. Like, and it's not just like showing the characters. It's not like here's, you know, like, like in the gummy bears intro when they're introducing the characters, this is just like, Hey, it's season three. If you don't know those, these fuckers by now, let's just, let's throw them at you. Here's, <laughs> here's a Smurf that you don't know. And it's crying. Why is it crying? We don't know. We're going to cut to a different scene. We don't know. Oh, here's a Smurf like hanging upside down by his ankles. Do we know why? No, we don't. Well, we're going to move on. Yeah. And it's, it's not just that, like there's no words. It's just the same music, but it's like not the Smurfs theme. It's just like, incidental background music playing over random clips that and at first i thought they were doing a battlestar galactica like here's some <laughs> clips of the show you're about to watch but no yeah none of these clips appeared in the show it made zero sense whatsoever it's yeah, weird fact- because uh ron moore said that he took a lot of season <laughs> two of battlestar galactica from uh smurfs 1983 so i would buy I it it holds probably. up yeah yeah, and the fact that it wasn't the OG Smurf song really angered me. It really set me in a yeah. bad mood to go on this Christmas journey. Oh, was that what set you in a bad mood? <laughs> no, it was the two of you and James Gavsey. Fair. Yeah. Fair. 
Chan, to be fair, though, that Battlestar Galactica thing makes a lot of sense because just like this episode of the Smurfs, I, too, was left Battlestar Galactica feeling unsatisfied. So this uh, this all holds together. That means you didn't understand it. Pretty much. Yeah. That ending was not very good, guys. Boo, that whole you season didn't four understand was quite it. honestly You thought that they were in purgatory the whole time. Mm. No, 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 no. That was Seinfeld. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't this podcast? <laughs> oh, this! I guarantee all of us are in purgatory. Like, I guarantee this is like, uh, um, oh shoot, uh, what's that show where you your brain taps out? Uh, I have two brains. I have one that podcasts this show and one that does the entire rest of my life. Severance. That's what it is. Where oh. your brain taps out? <laughs> like, in you know, where your brain taps like, out. I'm actually yeah, surprised like, you I'm have watched, you've even watched uh, Severance. It seems too complex Severance for you. is wonderful. Everyone yeah, should be watching. I know have, it's have wonderful. Watched of Severance. I watched it before you fuckers did. I need you all to go. Uh, uh, if you have a Roku... Go to the, uh, they're doing a great American baking show, holiday celebrity. Not interested. Fuck's sake. Not with, interested. Uh, uh, Ellie Kemper and Zach Cherry. Zach Cherry, you will recognize from Severance. And every time he's there, you'll be like, oh my God, are these all, are all of these people severed? Did they get Darcy Carden <laughs> and sever her brain? So like she's in this, in this world where she just has to do these episodes and then she goes back to her real life and oh it it gives the whole thing a whole new level that's just fantastic does zach cherry scream okay spider-man do a flip at any point oh is uh, that who that is that guy's wonderful i haven't yeah. it all the way through yet so we'll see okay good 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 you haven't finished severance season one what's wrong with you it's only like 10 episodes no i haven't finished freaking american baking bake-off Oh, you can't haven't believe. finished the Spider-Man movie. Well, once he limited... says it, he doesn't come back and say it again, Chan. You pretty much already got it. Can't believe with your limited free time, this is what you choose to do. Yeah, what watch are you doing? Shows. I did watch two episodes of the Netflix Make Junk Food with Real Chefs uh, show. I did watch that. Uh, um, and Oh, God. Uh, and have you seen Wednesday not proud yet? Of no, of because course not. Chan please. and I both have. And there's never really a time when all three of us watch a show. So yeah, I liked it better when it was that YouTube show that was probably way better than whatever this is with Melissa Hunter. The fact they did not involve that lady in this is <laughs> is deplorable. She was Melissa was a little bit busy having a baby, writing on She Hulk, and also writing on Home Economics. So she's doing fine. <laughs> you know what though? She needed this too, uh, uh, and I'm glad she's doing fine. Honestly, like I'm aware of her from the community and did not have not checked back in on her since uh, apparently all those things happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that she's doing well. Cuz oh, she was wonderful in that YouTube series. Everybody check out the actual Wednesday Adams. No, no, they they life, it got uh, pulled. It got pulled years ago for how copyright, they get issues. copyright issues. It's, it's YouTube. Sort of, it's, yeah, it's a character that's created and owned by someone else and if their estate decides that you can't do it, you can't do it. That doesn't matter. Have you been on Redbubble? Who cares? What Parody go, law. What are we talking about? For her shirts on Redbubble. <laughs> Support Melissa Hunter's shirts on Redbubble. Is it still Hunter? I don't even know. Who knows? My point is, go watch it on YouTube. Gina's lying to you. Go watch it on YouTube. It's real. <laughs> That's not a real thing that really happens. YouTube videos do not get pulled down. This isn't fascist Twitter. 
This is YouTube. <laughs> okay, so this episode of Baby's First Christmas, the intro, uh, I literally wrote here, is this the intro? Yes, no, yes, it is the intro. We step up with, like, this is a very stream of consciousness episode. There's not a lot of peril. There's not a lot of drama. We're told things happen, and then we sort of live in the moment of it, and then a lot of stuff just gets quickly resolved. So we open with Baby Smurf, and we have a taffy gag where Brainy Smurf is telling Clumsy Smurf how to pull taffy, and then they both get wrapped up in taffy. And I'm like, this is garbage. This is straight up garbage. I mean, for I'm watching this garbage. reasons, not the least of which is that Brainy says that he's going to be supervising, and then he's holding on to the task. Thank you. I mean, and yeah, but that's there Brainy were three Smurfs. People whole, in that room, but that's yeah. his whole. That's his whole bit. Brainy Smurfs' whole bit is that he says something because he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, but then he inevitably messes it up somehow. Right, but also, isn't he kind of like a little? lazy like he'll he'll tell other people how to do things and he was right in it which then sort of like negates the joke uh yeah. I there mean, were three I think people in that la- room there is a lazy smurf there is a lazy there smurf. is yeah. but brainy there were three people brainy smurf says i'll i'll supervise and then the third person disappears and then he's just with clumsy doing that ta- very lazy, lazy writing, uh, red marks, red marks uh, on my pad. I, I like taffy. I like cartoon food. This was fine with me. I wanted some of this taffy. Even and though then they do a series of covered yes. with like weird blue fur. Oh, it's gross. I don't think that they have fur. I think it's like skin. Blue skin. Yeah. Ew. They don't look furry. This moves do to they? my second question. Why is nobody cold? They're wearing no shirts out there in the snow, mm-hmm. laying in the snow, and nobody's shivering, nothing. What you is know, happening? No, they're creatures here? who, like, they're creatures that are designed for this. What I want to know is, because in a second, now, nah, wait until we get there. I'll wait until we get to Gargamel's plot. <laughs> I mean, such as it is. There's not a lot of plot in this thing. I uh, mean,. It's it's all about how he wants to eat, so it's the one that I identified with the most. Can we talk about uh, Papa Smurf fucking uh, kissing the baby? And Everything yeah, about this that? baby is weird to me. Like it, this baby I hate doesn't. This baby. this baby doesn't belong to anyone, and it's just like like if it was just dropped off with a stork. I guess it's I guess it's like a, an adopted Smurf baby. But like again, it's not clear who's taking care of this baby. And I guess it's supposed to be like it takes a Smurf village. Like this baby is everyone, so everyone chips in. But yeah, like oh what is like Papa Smurf? I, if I, if I was the one girl Smurf in this village, I'd be like, can we just not leave this baby alone with any dude Smurfs? Like, because something weird is going on. Yeah, yeah. It's everything about it's upsetting. Every time that baby Smurf did anything at all, like they're taking it out with Ugh. them on missions. Which yeah, I did and, not understand. And it's an obnoxious baby too. Like it's not Horrible. it's like they 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 clearly like they give it this voice that they think is gonna be adorable that's like <laughs> and every time it makes those noises, I want it to die. I want it to die. I want to choke it. I want to choke it to death. <laughs> just put it I down. Just make two it hands into around a pie. the throat and just watch the life go out from its eyes. Baby Smurf, go away. <laughs> now that I have a too child. Much? I was willing to get cut it some slack. I was like, okay, I understand. We all, no. you know, cousin Oliver shows every once in a while. Oh, well, I let's, just, let's just see where this goes. And at Fuck the beginning, right. like the baby's there and it's just a, a plot device. Like, Hey, 
let us Baby's introduce first Christmas, yeah. everybody to you know uh, uh, the concept of a Smurf Christmas uh, because baby's never seen it before. So we'll show baby around. Okay, that's fine. And the baby is like minimally involved, sort of there doing whatever. There's this little that the creepiness of the mistletoe kiss, but that's fine. Um, and then as Weird. the episode goes along, it starts making more and more noise, stops being like a baby, and starts being more like those. Um, Oh gosh, what were those uh, gloop things from Herculoids? Um, gloop and gleep. Yeah, yeah, and they had like their own language. All like, and oh yeah, it was the baby good. starts like trying to communicate in some way, and then like doing cute stuff <laughs> with the dog and whatever, and and then it gets super creepy near the end there. But the point being, like, it starts being <laughs> way too much. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I actually, for the first half, you're right. I was like, oh, thank God this episode entitled Baby's First Christmas doesn't have much baby in it. Yeah. And yes. then, yeah, they really tried to shove that baby in our faces. It's also so weird that like on live action shows, the whole reason they add a kid is because the original kids age out and aren't cute anymore. So then they're like, oh, we need another precocious kid. Like Cousin Oliver was brought on because like the 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 young kids weren't quite as cute anymore. And they do it on every show. They do it on Modern Family. Like any show that has kids and inevitably like the youngest and maybe the middle ones are cute. Once they grow up, you're like, well, we need to keep something cute going on here. Married with Children famously did it and then just ki- like made that kid disappear. And then there was a gag where like, you saw his face on a milk carton three seasons later. And that was oh great. God. But this is like, it's a cartoon. They're not aging out because you're drawing them. So why are no, they adding a in on. a baby? It's a cartoon. And famously, Bart Simpson in The Simpsons is now 45 years old. <laughs> it's just so weird. Because like, it's not, it's not like oh. just... Add another different Smurf. Why are you adding a baby that can't talk? I'll, I'll give them this. Like they made um, what, 258 episodes. And because most of these are, you know, uh, um, like two segments per episode, there's like 425 segments in total. I get why you would add a baby because like you've run out of ideas. <laughs> Long. You have a hundred fucking Smurfs. What are you talking about? Yeah, you and you can untapped Smurfs. And again, you can add any type of new Smurf. Like you could, you could be like, okay, this oh, is like the, or the Smurf that's always horny, and he's like Pepe Le Pew chasing all the other Smurfs around the village. Okay, you got. Well, they had this. that already, Gene. His name was Hefty. <laughs> uh, they had a whole that dude fucks. a whole um, like it, Smurf cousins or something, or they're like from the country or. Something weird like yeah, that. I'm thinking uh-huh. of Care Bears, Tan. You're thinking <laughs> of the Care Bear animals, friends. I, I am. Oh, wait. But also, they did have. Yeah, the- I think that they had planned like a spinoff at some point. Uh, based filming. on these characters. I sworn that they were like wore like um, overalls and were like supposed to be like, you know, country smart. Yeah. So, and for for younger people who watch the show, like to understand the popularity of the Smurfs, it's not really a thing anymore. But what minions are today, uh, or maybe what they were five years ago, that's what the Smurfs were when we were kids. The shit was just everywhere in look, all ways. They you go to your aunt's a, house, there was just Smurf shit everywhere. It's just what happened. They still have a Papa Smurf balloon in the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year, and a, and okay, a they, minions balloon. Gina, they had a Ryan balloon. That shit is officially uh, canceled forever. I don't know what Ryan is, but... <laughs> you don't want to know. Chan, you know. You I know. 
I, you don't want to know. <laughs> when I saw they had a Ryan balloon, and if you guys don't know, Ryan, just don't. Just but choose not year, to. But it's this great. is the first had a bluey balloon, too. That's pretty great. It's yeah. No, that's rad. And the bluey balloon looks good. Have we talked about the bluey yeah. episode of um, Abbott Elementary yet? Have we talked about that yes. on this show? I was just texting my brother that. I said, I'm watching Abbott Elementary, and there's a kid who can't get through a class without yelling out mum or bingo. <laughs> because... Did we talk about this on the show already? Are we retreading ground here? Or was this just one I mean, of our many conversations? That's nothing new for us, but yes. Yeah. Okay. I won't get into it again. Go back and listen to whatever episode that was, because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that Bluey episode of Abbott Elementary. Uh, and I, I think we worked through it. Apparently not, though, because I'm still trying to bring it up. My point is, let's cut to Gargamel's story for Gina Ippolito. Yeah. Uh, He's so writing. Okay. Yeah. Let me set this up, Gina, and then I'm going to let give you the floor. Okay. Gargamel is writing a letter to Santa, pretending to be a little kid, saying he Santa wants li- one. He's not Santa yet. He's not Santa. He's not Excuse Saint me. Nick yet. This is this is he's pre Nicholas. Santa. No, he's not. He's Mister Nicholas. This he, is pre Mr. all Nicholas. of that. All right. He, he yes, okay. Specifically, and I was like, I, at first I thought it was like, oh, okay, we're using the other names because you know we're going to have to say we don't want to say Santa Claus like 800 times this episode. But they just right. called him Mr. Nicholas, which but, felt a little weird. But Santa Claus was in the OG episode, uh, uh, the OG Christmas episode special. So I think oh. because they had already established a canon uh, thing. Well, then they this broke is, it because this dude does the same thing. Yeah, but I think I think he I think he this guy is like a more local local guy. He's not Could he's not be? the Santa around the world. He's a local guy that delivers it to this forgotten town. Could it be that this is before that and he upgrades to Santa later? Yeah, that's later? what I thought at first. I thought that like because when he specifically says I wish I had some helpers to yeah. help me make toys, I was like, "Oh, is this specifically? Is this like Santa's origin story? Is this like the Smurfs wow. are going to help him out and he's going to realize he he's going to need to get some uh, some helpers because this is, we see the origin of something. So I think this is a prequel. I think this is an origin now, story. That doesn't make a lot of sense because we saw Santa's origin story in Rambo's saves Christmas. <laughs> uh, he was actually a war criminal who was trying to redeem himself. Great episode. You should go listen to that. Now. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Nobody beats the Joe. But now Cobra's got the Sea Ray. Sea Ray is a fighting machine. Flash out a smithereen. Incredible Sea Ray splits to become a mini sub and an armored glider. Cobra! And for attacking on snow and ice, there's the Cobra Wolf. It's the Techno Viper. Cobra Wolf is vicious on ice and snow and hot on the trail of G.I. Joe. And nobody beats G.I. Joe, the real American hero. Cobra Sea Ray and Cobra Wolf each sold separately. Joe, Joe! Now, back to G.I. Joe. Gargamel has been writing letters to Santa, pretending to be a little kid, saying I want, he wants six Smurfs in his stockings for Christmas. Oh, please, I've been a good boy. He then goes outside, sees a little tiny present, realizes it's from Jokey Smurf, kicks it, blows his shoe off, which is incredible. And uh, 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 Gina, that's all the Gargamel we're, we're starting with. Yeah. The floor is yours. So so Gargamel wants these Smurfs. I, I don't know at what point it's established, but he, he wants them because he wants to eat them. Among and other things. Yeah. And throughout the throughout the episode, he is talking about how he is going to prepare them and he's drooling at the mouth. He's smacking his lips. 
Azriel, his cat, is sort of like pleasantly humming along as he's talking about how he's going to cook them. And this made me realize like this, I guess, is a storyline in the Smurfs that Gargamel wants to eat the Smurfs. So he must have at some point eaten a Smurf because if he no, is craving ever. Smurf meat so much, like if, if I haven't eaten something and no one else is talking about how awesome it is, I'm not going to like stare at the bark of a tree and be like, ah, I'm going to think about all the ways that I can prepare this. So he must have at some point eaten a Smurf, gotten a taste for it. And now no. he's thinking of the best ways to prepare Smurf meat. No. Have you ever been to uh, gotten in line for a Dave's hot chicken or some other fancy new thing or like or like uh, the the Star Wars cantina down or in uh, on Hollywood uh, where where people line up and take forever because like, think, oh, my God, this is the best experience. I heard it's going to be so awesome. So rad, whatever. Like that. He is just uh, someone who's watched too much TikTok. And, no, but that's my point. That's why I specifically said it's not like other people are talking about Smurfs because it's also established in this episode that mo- like no one even knows what the hell Smurfs are. Well, like Mr. Nicholas, Mr. Mr. Nicholas is like, I don't know what Smurfs are, but this kid keeps asking me for Smurfs. In the in all the previous episodes when Smurfs come into contact with the outside world, people are like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> This and is, they're yeah. like, oh, we're Smurfs. So the world doesn't know. Yeah. It's one thing for TikTokers to be like, hey, you got to try a burger patty on a donut on some fish with a side of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Because if everyone was doing that, I'd be like, I mean, maybe I'm going to try this. But I would try it. No one is out here making videos about how to prep Smurfs. No one's making cookbooks about how to prep Smurfs. So the only thing I can figure is that he at some point ate a Smurf. No, 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 no. no. And, and Gina, something- I, I'm, I'm going to combat this. This is a point I actually made later, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it in now. Gargamel craved Smurfs, but clearly has not eaten one because he cannot decide in his own brain whether Smurfs are savory or sweet. Because if you look at all of the different preparations yep. that he is suggesting, he's going in both categories because he doesn't fucking know what they taste like. This is a virgin who's like, sex is going to be so awesome. <laughs> yes. No, again, people are talking about and- sex. No one's talking about eating Smurfs. But it's just that he knows about it. The other alternative is there is a small circle of people. Uh, think of your army hammers that are like, you know what? I really <laughs> like Jesus, the person. And there's a small group of people who are like, dude, I tried it once and it was so awesome. You got to do this. And so he's just, you know, from the small little group of people, he's like, oh, my God, that sounds so awesome. And I could turn him into punch. Really? OK, I want to do that. And the, oh, I could roast him, too. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Oh, this is so sweet. I think he I think he has 100 percent. I think something happened one time and he was in the woods walking and like the first time he ever saw a Smurf, it was caught in some animal trap and it was like, please, please, can you help me? And he was like, oh, my God, what is this thing? And he was like, yeah, hang on. I'll help you. I'll build a fire for warmth. And then while that thing was caught in the trap and Gargamel is getting this fire going, it passes away. And Gargamel is like, God, I'm so far from home. I'm so hungry. What if I just took a little nibble? And he roasted that that recently deceased Smurf. And then ever since then, he's had Smurf bloodlust to be like, fuck, I got to eat that again. 
what are the odds that I'm going to stumble upon another Smurf caught in a trap? Maybe uh, that's why baby Smurf was sent because they need to replace, re, they need to replenish the population. They lost one, they gain one. All right, that I'll I'll buy, but I do <laughs> not buy because uh, if you were in a forest and you ran across a little mouse in a trap and that mouse started talking at you, you'd be like, Wah! and then if it died, you wouldn't be like, yeah, but it's like half an hour home and I don't <laughs> I, I finished eating all my combo snacks. Oh, I guess I'll try cooking and eating this dead talking rat. That is not a thing that anybody would do. Look, here's the thing. I personally wouldn't do that because I've read Chronicles of Narnia and I know you are not allowed to eat the talking animals. And when people do, it is horrendous. But, you know, if someone else was like, hey, I found this thing in a trap and we cooked it. Do you want to taste a bite? I would be like, sure, um, I'll do that. You suggest try anything once. This is a world without C.S. Lewis, and that's why all of the horror. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. It's a godless world. Uh, I'll buy that. You guys. I'm sorry. You mean a lionless world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I eat the fuck out of a talking animal. I'll go ahead and just say it right now. If you tell me that chicken once talked as I'm eating his uh, fried chicken, I would be like, yeah, I'm special. You know what? I take it back. I'd forgotten that uh, there are normal people in the world, but there are also people like Ray. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I need it. Whatever. Uh, face it. What does that chicken have to say? He got a couple words out. Great. I'm eating him. It's well, you need to read more, sir. So tells everyone to me. Because I don't read. Re reading. <laughs> Who would do that? Anyway, we then are introduced to a brand new character, Chlorhydrus, whose name I've so written down weird. no less than six times in this document, and every time is corrections because I'm always getting it wrong every single time. See, yeah. I watch I watch most things with uh, closed captions on these days. So same. So, and I was trying to figure out like what is wrong. what is this? Yeah. So so Chlorhydrus. And it just kept reminding me of like someone yelling like Florida because yeah. it's it's just such a like Gargamel is like, oh, yeah, that's a bad guy. First of all, this this cartoon character looks like a haggard, hideous old witch, but has the voice of a sexy lady voice actress. They really need to whoa, age whoa, up. Whoa. This you think this voice was bit. sexy? It wasn't you sexy. Think this it was, voice was sexy. Young. It was young. It was young to you? Yeah, Jay, can it, we get a can we get a sound drop of literally anything she said? Uh, probably. Uh, Keep in mind, she looks like a crone. I'm sick to death of hearing about this man. Every wretched Christmas, he spreads the spirit of giving all over the kingdom. I don't know. That sounds like a 19 year old girl to you, Ch Gina. What are we no, talking about? okay. First of all, the fact that. I said young woman and you assume that I mean a 19 year old is that, very disgusting. That's young and it's a woman. That's very disgusting. What uh, are you talking about? That's a young Jan, woman. How old Jan, do you think a young woman is? 50 he apparently? And he speaks man. Can you um, <laughs> help me out here? I could, but I will not. I don't want to get involved in this in any way. Um, uh, this voice, it, this wait, what voice is sounds the appropriate like, age to be a young woman? I, this, I need to have this, this knowledge. This voice apparently. sounds like a 35-year-old voice actress who is 
who is trying young. to play at like an 85-year-old crone or a 105-year-old crone. So either they needed to get a voice actress who was better at playing old and sounding old, or they need to just cast an old woman to do this voice because the voice did not match what we were seeing on screen. Oh, I, the voice was not one of the problems I had with this particular character. The uselessness. This is an unnecessary character. That's the problem I had. You could uh, have done this episode with Gargamel taking her place and justifying it different, and you would have the same episode. I mean, they clearly added a new villain at some point to this show because I, I thought that this was maybe her first appearance, but all the Smurfs are like, Chlorhydrus, oh no. And I was like, all right, I guess they, they know this bitch. Her. So they clearly, they clearly cousin Oliver and old in there too, in, and not just a baby. Like at some point they were like, fuck, we're out of ideas. Can we add a baby? Can we add a villain? What should we do? And the network was like, yes, do both. We don't care. Uh, yeah, nobody cares. Linda Gary was in her 30s when she did this. So Thank you very much. 35-year-old woman playing That's a 95-year-old. Fuck off, Ray. Ooh, boy. Clearly, clearly I was saying this, this character is supposed to be an old crone, and it sounds like a young voice. Also, yeah, fuck 35, you. 35, an old crone. Oh I think we can God. all agree. She also voiced <laughs> Tila and Evil Lynn. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they sound. Sa- those are you very know what I thought strong. she sounded very familiar. Both yeah. nineteen-year-old girls, uh, hot young nineteen-year-old girls, as we mm. all know. God, yeah, Evil Lynn, hot nineteen-year, yeah, but young woman. That's what anybody, any regular person would consider a young woman would be somebody you know nineteen to twenty-five. That's young, a young woman uh, over the also- age of eighteen. So therefore, a woman, not a girl, and young in that she hasn't hit thirty yet. When obviously you turn into a crone, Gina. She voiced the role Back of me up. Grandma Longneck in Land Before Time 2, 3, and 4. Uh, a hot 19-year-old crone. <laughs> a hot 19-year-old crone. Oh, my gosh. I just... I, okay, I'm now doing the jump. And uh, Vanity Smurf was voiced by Alan Oppenheimer. Voice of Skeletor, and now I can't hear anything else ever. Mm-hmm. This is not to mention Michael Bell did Handy Smurf Duke, and Frank Welker did Hefty Smurf, and all of this makes so much sense to me for a variety of reasons. That's amazing. Frank Welker did a couple of voices in Smurfs. Yeah, it's the eighties. Sure. I mean, it's Frank Welker. He just works. Unbelievable. Anyway, had to get that cleared up. <laughs> She hates Christmas, hates giving, and she gets a special mistletoe to allow her to perform the kiss of hate. The kiss of hate, everybody. This this mistletoe is working overtime this episode, and I do not like it one bit. A lot of mistletoe. A lot of forced kissing in this episode. Did not like that. It'd be uncomfortable. Every time the mistletoe is used, like, uh, who was it that uh, kissed uh, uh, Smurfette? Well, it was a uh, clump. It was uh, uh, no, it was Grouchy Smurf. Yeah, yeah, and it was uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, I fucking hate kissing, and then he puts it over and and sexually assaults her. Not a wait. Fan. Doesn't she take it out? Nope, he does. It's well established she's down to kiss. Oh yeah, she DTK. 
Yeah. I'm into it. Jesus. Okay, listen, oh, we're almost hey. an hour into this episode, and we are barely scratching the surface of this terrible Smurfs Christmas episode. I mean, there's not much more to it. I have a lot of notes. I have still have a page and a half of notes. I've gotten through a half page so far, and I don't think this deserves to be a three and a half hour episode. Well, I only have one more note, so you go do, do you. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So we know when Gina checked out. Um. Okay, so here's the deal. Santa... Okay, I, I'm going to be calling him Santa the whole episode. It's just easier than calling him Mr. Nicholas the whole time. This is Santa, okay? He's Santa. He does Santa things. This is this is like year one Santa, like year one Batman was a thing. Yeah. He's, still, he's still learning the ropes. This is he's Robert been doing yeah. it a little bit, but he's still figuring it out. Doesn't have all the bells and whistles yet. Okay, year one Santa. There's a puppy outside his door, and it's the most adorable puppy in the entire world. I love this and puppy. It's, this puppy's great. Like it's trash. Just, you know, how did this you're, puppy get to the goddamn trash. North Pole? How did this puppy get to the North Pole? This what is it doing Pole. there? It's not the North what Pole. What is happening here? The Smurfs don't. The Smurf Village is not in the North Pole. It's just winter. No, but Santa is. He's not Santa. He's he Mister Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't moved there yet. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, Gina, I know you have thoughts about Eric Norton. Eric Norton, of course is the poorest kid in town with a sick mom and they have but one candle left between them. And we are introduced uh, to this character at this point who is such a nice boy uh, with uh, patches on his clothing, uh, no I shoes. Love, I love that that's how they tell you that he's poor. There's just patches everywhere. There's well, patches. they tell you that his mom patches is sick by giving her the most stoned eyes I have ever seen. She does. Because they she has Willie color Nelson's her eyes. eyes in red, and she's just like, yeah. "Oh my god, can you can you bring me some snacks?" Well, no wonder they don't have any money. Mom's smoking it all. I mean, come on. Ooh, yeah, yeah, this is this is all. First of all, the the trope of a poor kid for Christmas is 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 played out. Uh, oh, wow, I don't like it. But <laughs> I was expecting him to go to go to a store. I knew and, where you were going with this. I knew it immediately. And to say and to, to find a real nice pair of shoes. And he's, mm-hmm. he's to be really convinced that these shoes are going to heal his mom, but he's not going to be able to afford it. He's going to lay all his change on the counter. And the person behind the counter is going to say, there's not enough there. And he's going to say, sir, I want to buy these shoes <laughs> for my mama, please. He's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Could you to be fair though, Gina, Mama says it's not much he doesn't time. think the shoes are going to get <laughs> his mom better. That's true. He wants he just... her to have nice shoes so she can meet Jesus. Yeah, yeah. J- Jesus loves loves a fuckable heel. He lo- he is a big fan of Air Jordans. That likes, Jesus he likes them young and hot. That's <laughs> yeah, you know, thirty four or below. Mm. <laughs> we can all agree. Yeah, um, this is I don't know, like he, like I don't know. I hate this family. I hate this kid. I hate this mom. I like I, I knew I, you it, would. Here's the deal. No part of me watching this thought Gina's into this story and character. No, you know what? Like it's just there's so much there's so much crap. There's it, there's so much crap going into this and there's no actual substance. It's like if I said I'm hungry and someone brought me a truck full of cotton candy. Like it's, it's just, there's, oh, okay. There's two bad guys in this one who wants to eat the Smurfs, one who wants to kiss a Santa knockoff and make him joyless. 
Uh, yeah. Also, I'm reading. I'm reading the character description, and I just want to let you know that I was right and Ray was wrong. Nicholas Outrageous. in this episode is a human toy maker who delivers toys to children around Christmas Eve. He first appeared in With the cartoon- magic flying reindeer. He first appeared in the cartoon episode Baby's First Christmas, which again was after we had already met Santa in the previous episode. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. So he he is a human and he is not Santa. What do you mean by previous episode? Oh, he's in another episode, it says. I guess we got we know what we're watching the, next This was 83. The Smurfs Christmas special was 82. Two. Oh, I thought it was 86. Oh, never mind. Uh, Here's the deal. My information was wrong. I blame Twitter. He's in another episode. It says in another episode, Nicholas's elves were sick. So I guess this is after he gets elves. And thus the Smurfs helped out in the making and delivery of his toys. It is in this episode that his magic sack was accidentally swapped out for one that Scruple was carrying. There's a lot of lore to this Smurf world. This goes yeah, deep. it's it's really deep. Really- anyway, there's like a Santa knockoff. There's two villains. There's a puppy without a home. There's a poor kid and his sick stoned mom. There's just <laughs> too much going on here. There's a baby and it's the baby's first Christmas. There's a taffy incident. I and don't then we know. cut over to Chlorhydris, who has enchanted mistletoe. She goes to visit Santa, knocks at his door. He opens it up. She's like, hey. I'm in town, holds up the mistletoe, gives him a kiss, and then, like, bails. And he's like, I fucking hate everything now. I'm so mad. Rawr. It's the, I got kissed, and now I feel hate. Oh, wait, kids. Remember when she said the kiss of hate? Ha-ha. Gotcha. Wow. I just looked up, because the name is dumb. The name we've discussed, it's dumb. It's, uh, her name is a play on the term, hydrochloric acid which is a corrosive oh this is actually, what i kind of cool. like it now I that's kind of like cool it yeah i like it ridiculous oh, me and gina no, agree you're no, wrong about i this like chain. it I, because you know why because i was actually trying to figure out like why is she named this is it something to do with chlorophyll because i knew all these cartoon names yeah. have something behind them and I was like trying to put it together. What's what's the thing? So I like that. I like that. If it were hydrochloric, I, like I kind of would be into it. But chloric no, on the nose. Weird, un, uh, unworkable combination. No, two to one. Chan dismissed. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Gargamel now has carolers outside his house and he yells at them to leave. That's the entire scene. Thank you. Gargamel's arc here is really poor. I'm just yeah, going to go ahead and it, say it. You know it's what? At good. some point, I thought, because in the in the year before, the, the Christmas special from the year before, Gargamel kind of like, is that the episode where he gets good a little bit? Like he gets into the Christmas spirit a little I think bit? you're thinking of Skeletor. No, I know that they did it in He-Man, but I thought that he also, I, I can't remember, but like, I thought that they had both of these villains in here so that ultimately they could show that Chlorhydris is is actually much more evil than sure. Gargamel. That's usually why they introduce a second villain because they're like, okay, this first one is like fucked up, but the second one is fucked, fucked up. Like that's when they have the original one being like, don't you think this is a little extreme? 
But this is so, I'm there's actually no rhyme or reason to having Gargamel in this episode is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I'm reading through Gargamel's arc. And near as I can tell here by my notes, he had four scenes, okay? So we're doing, we're doing a four-act <laughs> story with Gargamel. Can we go through this really quick? Mm-hmm. It opens. Gargamel reveals his plan. He writes a letter to Santa, and he, he, he asks for Smurfs. It hasn't worked yet, but he says, I got to keep trying. Okay, second scene. He has carolers at his front door. He chases them away because he's very mean. Uh-huh. Third beat. He thinks about all the delicious things he's going to make Smurfs uh, into, both savory and sweet items. He's a fucking moron. And and uh, 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 and and he goes to bed on Christmas night or Christmas Eve, thinking of all the delicious Smurf things he's going to get. Final beat. He's not interacting with anybody else in this episode. Final beat. He wakes up in the morning, has no Smurfs. But there's a toy for Azriel, his cat, in there, and that's it. That's his whole story. We didn't need that. We didn't need that in this episode. He's not necessary. Oh, you yeah. have another villain who's actually we, involved, we sort of needed it because these are normally twelve minute segments. <laughs> yes, you got to yes. fill two full segments. Right, fair enough. There is a shot near the end uh, where Gargamel collapses. Oh gosh, you're gonna bring it up? Yes. And he just sits there for a, <laughs> like a minute and a half, just just laying on the ground, not saying anything, <laughs> eyes closed, not moving, because that would cost money. Just a still of him sitting, laying on the ground with his hands on his head. That is <laughs> that is filler, oh. my friend. This entire uh, story is filler. Correct. It's garbage. It doesn't. There is a Beavis and Butthead joke. In one of their seasons where they're talking about animation and there's a monologue for their teacher in class about the wonders of animation. You can do anything. You're not limited because of animation. You don't have to actually shoot it. And the entire time he's doing this minute long speech about the marvels of animation, it's a still shot of just the two of them not moving the entire time. And it's one of the goddamn funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's wonderful and i thought i think of that a lot when i watch things from deke and i watch this i believe also from deke unless i'm mistaken uh where nobody moves for extended periods of time and it is awful this animation is cheap and terrible and not good not good at all um okay Uh, let's go back to the by the way okay they've had their moments they've had their time you know, uh, let's face it. Hannah Barbera also cut some corners sometimes. Let's just go ahead and say it. We'll put it out there. Um, Wait, I thought this was Deke. No. Oh, you know why I thought it was Deke? Because I started to watch Inspector, Inspector Gadget, Gadget Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, okay. Smurfs have decided they're going to save the day. Santa. Okay. Uh, Santa. St. Nicholas has is shitty. He won't do anything. He's been mean. He's now mean to the puppy. He kicks the puppy out of their house where the Smurfs find him. And they say, we have to make all the presents for all the kids. We're going to do this. Let's go. So he's, Nicholas is mostly indifferent. He's like, if you want to do that shit, I do not care. But I will ask again, why are you in my house? (laughs) In fact, he keeps asking them why they're in his house. To me, was hilarious. It was very much breaking the fourth wall of everything we're doing. And I loved it. But... Weirdly enough, they finish the presents. The Smurfs finish making the presents. They get it all loaded into the sleigh, but his reindeer won't go. Why? Because they're so well-trained. You can't steal them. They just won't budge unless Santa's on the sleigh. We have a dilemma. 
Also, technically, that was a song that uh, they sang as they were building the toys. Yeah. They almost made an effort there. Yeah, I I actually thought I thought that it was going to lead to more songs. It was a strange, strange choice to not to only play part of one song. Even wonder if maybe it doesn't count as a song because they're mostly like talk singing. And because they don't do it any of the rest of the time, I'm like, oh, Oh. maybe. Did the Smurfs invent rapping? (laughs) Uh, Well, no, this is still a couple years after Blondie. uh, So, no, but. Maybe they were following in her footsteps. Interesting. Interesting. I did write down here that Grouchy, through this episode, became my favorite character on the show. Uh, Anytime he had anything to say, I laughed. I did. When it's just like, no, 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 paint the dolls with, uh, with smiley faces. I hate smiley faces. Every time he did that bit, I thought it was funny. I'm just going to put it out there. I became a Groucho Mark on this episode. I, I that's always Chan's favorite character because it's Chan. I you're the one that's like this is terrible. I hate Christmas and I hate poor kids. Like you sound. Hey, I love the. I like the puppy. I like the taffy. I like the talk of how you're gonna cook a Smurf. Yeah. Okay. Fair. The plum. To be fair, some of those recipes did sound good. Uh, I'm not lying. Um, I would try them. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If all if I like went to some foreign country and they were like, here, eat this food. And and I was like, oh, what is it? And they were like Smurf. I would be like, I don't know what that is. So I, I, but I'm here and I don't want to be rude. I'm going to eat the fuck out of a talking <laughs> Smurf. It's not going to lie. I would I would enjoy it a lot. So we cut back to Eric, Eric Norton. Why we need his first and last name? Who gives a shit? Poor kid. Um, He's down to their final candle. <laughs> as we mentioned earlier Ugh, and mom's Eric like Martin. i know you're writing a letter to, to saint nicholas or whatever <laughs> mr nicholas santa um but can you please turn it out it's our last candle and i'm like this is so fucking pathetic like you're, you're going too hard right now the only thing they have to eat is like a, a, a half a loaf of bread they have but one mostly used candle between them I, I, like did the coal mines not hire anymore? Am I right? Come on, people. I yeah, I don't. The fact that they're very vague about what's going on in this house and now and like the fact and like is she sick? Is she not sick? Also, at some point, she gets better through the power of positive thinking, which is some really weird. Okay, fucking, that was that was a moment. Like that <laughs> that alone made me hate this episode because it's some real like church going shit where they're like, oh, pray, pray away your paralysis. Yeah. Like what to is wrong? Fair, though, with, what it. is wrong with this woman? They basically say, like, oh, but his mom is sick. And then someone actively says, Oh, but you know, being in a good mood does wonders for you. Yes, it's something it's something like that. And it's so yeah. weird. Like, why didn't they just say, oh, she has like pneumonia because the house is cold and if she could afford to pay her heating or whatever. Like, at least in A Christmas Carol, it's pretty much implied that the reason Tiny Tim isn't going to die is because they can take him to a hospital if they have money. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think I I have this full story here. She was knocked up by a tech billionaire uh, who then didn't, you know, take credit for his own kid. She got canceled on social media. So now she can't get a job anymore. And now because when it's cold outside, you just get sick. That's how it works. That's the science. Uh, that's where, how we got here now. 
makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. His original name was like XYXAE7. Um, changed to Eric Norton on his birth certificate. Yeah. Checks out. This holds. Uh, okay. Cutting back to St. Nicholas, Mr. Nicholas, not going. He says, I don't give a fuck. I couldn't believe they used the F word right here in the Smurfs. I don't give a fuck about these kids. Uh, fuck them kids, Michael Jordan. And uh, they, they, are, they are going through his house. They find a closet full of extra letters. And finally, they find the letter from Eric that he wrote saying, just make my mom better. I don't need anything. And what really upset me, I... This guy's okay. I'm the soapbox for a second. This scene upset the fuck out of me because Nicholas Nicholas recognized the name on the letter as being, Oh, that's Eric Norton. You know, the poorest kid in town. If you are so generous and you know that Eric Norton is the poorest kid in town, unable to eat one candle between them. And you know this, and you're doing nothing to help them. Wait, you don't know what he does. Maybe he gives him a buck when he sees him on the subway. What do you expect him to do? Move in and start taking care of him? Yes, you need to marry her and adopt this family <laughs> if you're a good person. Nah, you don't need to marry her. Just shack up with her. Shack up with her. That's fine. You're right. Maybe you he does. Maybe she far. becomes Mrs. Claus. Mm. So he rec- I'm just so infuriated that apparently not only if he knows... Everyone in town knows their situation and not a single goddamn person is trying to help them at all. And I found that upsetting to the point of enraging when as I was watching this episode. Like, yeah, you know, that kid that doesn't eat because he's poor. Anyway, fuck him. Like, I, like, what? You would not be trying to make sure that kid gets food? What is happening? I mean, what you? I, no, I, I want to know what you expect him to do. He brings him stuff on Christmas, clearly. Once a year, it's not going to cut it. Maybe he thought that her good mood will solve everything. It clearly cures her typhoid or whatever she has. If I knew Merlin was starving at Gina Ippolito's house and we all just understood Merlin the cat does not eat, I would be bringing Gina pallets of cat food. No, that's not what you do. You call fucking like the the, the ASPCA and have them put put Merlin in a home with someone that cares about him. Oh wow! Do you? Wow! What they do? No, they put them in little cages, and after a couple months, they kill them. No, yeah, they, they them to a farm upstate. They take them to Howard Stern's wife. I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> no, this this whole plot brings me to once we get to the end, it will. I will tell you the thing that I hated the most about this episode. Okay, because we're about to get to the other the second half of this equation. Uh, uh, because the, the baby Smurf crawls into Nicholas's beard. This is he starts that I had much issue with Again, a lot of problems. If you found a talking rat out in the forest and it crawled in your goddamn beard and came up and gave you a kiss on the nose, you wouldn't be like, Oh, that's delightful. You'd be Who's like watching this baby in my beard. Yeah, I would have loved it if this baby turned out to be evil. Like if it was if like everything was like set right at the end and then the baby just like la- starts laughing and laughing and it's like playing into this plan that the baby had to ingratiate itself into the Smurf village. But like, really, it's going to use their secrets to take over the world. I mean, it already has the power to uh make a reindeer sled fly. Um, Also, there's some sort of mind or just emotional control. 
uh when it touches you, you it'll make you happy it'll bring love back so, to you or something I, if this kid yeah. if a kid was crawling around in my beard first of all weird as shit Thank because you. i don't know like dudes beards are gross yeah first of all so you're letting like a kid just crawl around in just a place with like cheeto crumbs and and like lady juices and things like that and that baby is just going to town in that beard what the fuck yeah very real (laughs) you've been around the round the wrong beards (laughs) look i know apparently the right ones hey oh (laughs) (laughs) um no what's really upsetting here santa okay he gets his groove back and he says, okay, saddle up. We going. We doing the thing. They hit up Eric Norton's house. They give him a Christmas tree. Wait, they hook it up. For, but first, they, they think that they can't get there because they're not fast enough. And then this is where we oh, see yeah, they demon, figured out. the demon baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I just tuned out at this moment. No, I, this, was, this, the baby, was, this was like the weirdest moment of the whole thing. This is like Hit Santa. Me. Santa gets the love back in his heart, which like in the previous Christmas episode happened by singing. And in this, it happens from a baby crawling around in a beard. But whatever they they they, they the writers only know about one thing, and that's losing Christmas love and then getting Christmas love, I guess. But so they go outside and he's like and and you know Mr. Nicholas is like okay shit I got to deliver all these toys I don't think I have time for this I don't think these reindeer can run fast enough and then demon baby unseen by all like gives a little flick of its demon wrist and makes it so these animals are now totally different animals now they are flying reindeer I'm sure there's some like I'm sure someone wants to talk to this baby about crimes against nature, maybe. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Whoa, I don't know how this happened, but like, let's fly on these reindeer. And then the first thing that that fucker Mr. Nicholas does is visit that poor kid and his stoned mom and unload a puppy on them. Thank you. I'm That's so my mad. whole point in all of this. I am so He drops mad. the puppy at the poor. They can't afford to eat. Yeah. And he forces this puppy on them. No, they are going to eat that puppy. They're going to the keep puppy. that puppy for a week because they're going to be high off of like, and he delivers them like a turkey, all perishable food, by the way. So they're going to live off that turkey for like two, maybe three days. And then all of a sudden, they're all going to be hungry again. The mom's going to say, like, I don't know. We might need to sell your dog. And the kid's going to be like, no, no. Like, we just have to make it until next Christmas. And she's going to say, like, I don't know. I don't know. And then one day that dog's going to be gone. And the mom is going to be like, oh, I had to sell him. But I bought this thing that sort of looks like a turkey with the money. And she's going to bake up that dog. And I Nashville hate hot puppy. Mr. Nicholas, the real Santa would never pull this crap. Yeah, he unloads it on the worst person for taking care of an animal, and it is infuriating. And also, you never give someone a pet without checking with them first that they want the pet and making sure they're not going to do Thank anything you. weird to that pet, like get it declawed or let it outside or like you know any anything that bad pet owners do basically. Like this leave woman your knows cat with Elon Musk a no no. This woman knows nothing about raising a puppy. She couldn't even raise a kid. Thank wow. you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So we then cut back to Chlorhydra, 
who is like, this is the best Christmas ever because it's shitty for everyone else. So she's got some real Robert Clark Chan vibes just walking in the door. Why, again, and- why am I the one? I'm the one being very supportive of all the love happening here in June. <laughs> I don't think you should have stories about love because we already did one before. It's the same story. Yeah, she's just got real worse. Robert Clark Chan vibes again i really like the taffy i really like the puppy i don't think those people should have that puppy because they're gonna eat it but i like the puppy (laughs) but like she sees outside christmas isn't ruined and she just gets big mad about it and then her carriage leaves without her and that's the last we see of her if you if, if we follow her arc in this entire story she's basically non-existent in this episode aside from her hubris putting this story in motion and then disappearing for 15 minutes of a 24 minute episode yeah her story really peters out it doesn't go anywhere like she i mean to be fair as a character she has a goal next scene accomplishes goal Goes home, finds out goal not actually accomplished, gets mad. That's her character arc. <laughs> like, not good. And I'm going to steal it for an episode of Reclaim Detroit, uh, the Vampire of the Masquerade audio drama, now that I look at it. Brilliant. I feel like... Uh, yeah, the the the, the family feels a little strange uh the magic making her feel better unless of course oh yeah she's just suddenly better overnight you hold that the reason why she is feeling bad is because she does not have heroin Uh, (laughs) and just make my mom happy and mr nick's like all right i know it's gonna make her happy it's not gonna make her happy for long but you know Sure. Okay. Jeez. Oh, oh, that dog is definitely getting eaten. Then she, he, she's gonna think. Look, I remember that PSA about weed from when we were oh, in boy. school. She's gonna mistake that that dog for a meatloaf and bake it in the oven. Really hoping that it was a more personal story <laughs> than just you watch the PSA. I thought it was like one time I got so high that I fucking threw the cat in the oven and. Tell you what, it stank up the house for days <laughs> afterwards. No, that was like it was like an urban legend that people used to tell to not do drugs. It was no. like I know a woman who got so stoned that she went to she got hungry and she went to make a meatloaf and she put the meatloaf in the oven and it turned out it wasn't a meatloaf; it was her baby. Yes. No, that's a true story. First <laughs> off, and that's why I don't do drugs. Thank you. <laughs> Cause that, cause that- I knew a guy who knew a guy uh, who, who knew this lady. Mm-hmm. And that is very real. How dare you? First off, belittle uh, uh, the sadness of this story. I know no um, lady. You know, she- I don't know why she's well. Well, there's deep. I, w- I mean, I think she. Shan, there is deep sadness in this movie because she I didn't actually get was- meatloaf and she was hungry. <laughs> Very sad. The wiggled and jiggled into. And I don't know why she's trying to fly. I also thought it was weird that San- that Mr. Nicholas uh, wasted a Christmas tree on this family. Like Christmas yeah, trees bizarre. are not cheap. He clearly got the decorations and stuff. Use it to get an extra meatloaf. I'm sure they would rather have a meatloaf than a tree. Oh, don't you mean a baby, Gina? Come on. <laughs> is, this, is this one of those things where like, uh, hey, Merry Christmas. I got you, you know, like a, a $300 watch and like, Thanks. Uh, I can't pay rent this month. I would much rather have had the $300 to do that. But uh, 
No. Go, go on with your bad self. I will yeah, wear I want to know. I want to know what's the long term plan for this family here because it seems like he delivered them a tree, another mouth to feed, and then enough food for one meal. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Good luck, Eric Norton. Poorest kid that in town. Kid grew up to be Edward Norton. He did, and that's and, and you know what he was. He, after one Hulk movie, they were like, we don't want to work with this guy anymore. <laughs> we heard about what he did to that puppy. I mean, yeah. he was in Glass Onion, so that's a roaring comeback, I think. Oh, that is pretty good, actually. I, I generally enjoy the work of Edward Norton. Death to Smoochie, underrated film. I'll say it. It's quality. Are we? Done? There's more things that happen in this episode, but they mean <laughs> literally nothing. I don't there's think there are fucking more band. things. I think we were pretty thorough. We cut back to Gargamel having his final moments, and who gives a shit? Uh, we've already been over it. There's a Smurf band. The reindeer <gasps> no, fly away. Oh, no, 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 wait. There is a real delightful moment with Gargamel oh, where he's going through his stockings, and he says, that son of a bitch did not deliver me my six Smurfs. And then he goes, wait, there's something, because he hung six stockings, which I think is clever. But he, the it. last stocking has something in it, and it's a present for Azriel. It's very cute. I like it because that cat's not evil; it just belongs to someone evil. Yeah, I mean, all cats are evil. Mm. Also true. Mm. And that's our show, everybody. Smurfs, baby's first Christmas. We oh. finally did it. We also- finally watched it. Uh, at the end there, uh, uh, Papa Smurf like gives a little wink because he knows that the baby is magical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Didn't yeah, like I, I, I would I would really like that explained because it's. Uh, I think it, I think it sort of means that he's he's the father. He's he. I think that what happened is because we know it was delivered by a stork. I think that Papa Smurf on some adventure or some business trip impregnated a woman. And then, like, this woman at some point gave birth to a real tiny, tiny Smurf. Yeah. And, like, it was like, oh, shit, I'm going to I'm gonna drown this in a paper bag. And then a stork came and was like, I could just deliver it to its dad. And then, like, the stork delivered it. And, and Papa Smurf was like, oh, wow, uh, this is how Smurf babies are born. There's no intercourse at all. A bird just brings them to our village. And everyone's like, all right, I mean, I've. I don't know any better, so I'm going to believe him. But then when that baby does some magic, Papa Smurf's like, he gets it from my side of the family, bitch. And then he gives a wink to the camera. You know, we there's a Smurf, actually, they could call in who could settle all this. Uh, obviously, I'm referring to Maury Smurf. Yeah. Uh-huh. could just uh-huh. Uh-huh. determine yep. mm-hmm. if he was the father. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm yep, pretty yep. sure they're all the father. <laughs> Just Pretty a sure weird was... cum cocktail of One Smurf. Oh, oh, didn't need no. that. Nope. Did not need that at all. No thank you, TV's Gene Ippolito. <laughs> cum cocktail? That's maybe the most upsetting thing you've said on this show. That can't be true. <laughs> There's no way that's true. And then once again, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to our Christmas extravaganza that ends with cum cocktail. It's the true content you crave when you check out <laughs> knowing is half the podcast. It's Wait, the our, our audience moment. craves Smurf cum cocktails? Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. God damn it. No. No. Nobody. Is there anything you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, Gina's got to get in bed. Gina's got to go uh, eat some Smurfs. 
You know, it's going to turn out Gina's actually got like four Smurfs in her freezer right now, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I got a guy. I know a guy. Trader Joe's has them nowadays, <laughs> and they're real. They're real good. Surprisingly good. I know a guy who's into exotic meats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We already discussed Army Hammer earlier in the episode, right? We don't have to bring it up again. Oh, you know about that? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for listening. Since no one else wants to plug anything, I'll take this moment <laughs> to talk about Vampire Detroit. Dot com. Go to at Vampire Detroit on Twitter and listen to Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire of the Masquerade audio drama. That's a show I wrote and am in and produced and did a lot of work on. And if you haven't, if you listen to this show and you have not gone and listened to Reclaim Detroit, first off, what the heck, man? What I got to do for you? I think it's good. Chan's in it for like a scene. That's pretty good. Why well, would a good job just for that? Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of this show, so I can't wait in. Gina's not even listened to it. Um, <laughs> she refuses. I've, I've subscribed to it and I've listened to a couple minutes here and there when it pops up in my like what what to listen to next. You guys, I need to put this quote right on the front page. I listen to a couple <laughs> minutes here or there. TV's Gina Polito. What I don't what listen wonderful to what wonderful testimony that we could be having <laughs> on the quality of the show. Gina's listened to a minute here or there <laughs> as it crosses her feed. Yeah. I mean, it's God better than saying, America. what is this? And then unsubscribing, right? Yes. You know, uh, you know who did come back? You know who got un unsubscribed? President Serpentor. President <laughs> Serpentor is back, ladies and gentlemen. I love that he's back. At Prez Serpentor. He's not, he's not tweeting a lot. He's staying on Cobra Social. Um, and he's kind of doing all his posts on there now, but, uh, he has the ability to come back now on, on twitter.com. How about that? You know what? I will plug something. My brother did his first ever podcast. He was asking me for tips and I did listen to that. Uh, and I think he did a good job. It was the perpetual chess podcast. And if you're interested in anything about the chess world he talks he talks about it uh for a while and everything that's going on in the chess world so give it a listen perpetual chess podcast there it is good plug good plug thanks but also listen to more than a minute or two of vampire detroit if you get a <laughs> chance to Oh, my great. All right. That's getting loopy in here. We're having fun. Uh, this is a great episode. We're going to be doing more Christmas stuff as we feel like it. Uh, you just heard Sonic's uh, Christmas. We got this one. I don't know. We probably got more in the hopper. We'll probably do yeah, one more of these before on the HBO end of the year. Yeah, Max, which Ray doesn't know how to use. So I figured it out eventually. How dare you? <laughs> Can't do it off my phone. It wants me to log in. I'm not, who's got time for that? <laughs> Should just know who I am. App. Big time in me over here. Anyway, that's what you can go to. You go to at Prez Serpentor for Mr. Serpentor. You can go to at G.I. Joe podcast through the show. But individually. Oh, wait. Also, Patreon.com says no except the podcast. Facebook.com says no except. Cool. Okay. At G.I. Joe podcast on Twitter. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And this has been a true delight of an episode. Um, except uh, most of it. It was just pretty bad. Didn't like it. At all. Yeah.
never before. Total destruction from mountain to shore. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh but my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like- Is it because like, he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.